Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Western North Carolina fishing report, but this time with Shannon Big Mess Messer of Tuckasegee Fly Shop. How you doing, Shannon? I'm doing well, Marvin, and I hope yourself and all the listeners are having a great summer so far. Yeah, I'm just trying to uh, to stay out of trouble as always. I, I took a quick look at your weather, and I noticed that um, you know, you're still getting your popcorn thunderstorms, and you're in the shop waiting one out right now, but it looks like you've warmed up a nudge since maybe the last two weeks. Yeah, it's definitely warm, um, and it seems like the past couple of evenings, Marvin, it's felt more like that typical summer pattern with more consistent evening time thunderstorms popping up around the area uh the positive out of that though is it's going to add water to our watershed um of course the negative is if you're not prepared you're going to get soaked out there somewhere so just certainly keep that in the back of your mind that uh as we get into those situations where these thunderstorms are potentially going to pop up if you're back on a trail somewhere fishing for a day make sure that you do have some kind of rain protection and be prepared in case a storm comes up with lightning and things like that and you know be prepared prepared to protect yourself yeah there you go that's what those big sling packs are for is for the rain jacket yeah man that and a little bit of uh, bear spray and, a, and a, you know a little, a little bit of all that good old stuff like that yeah there you go although you better keep that bear spray on the outside of that pack or you might be in trouble yeah i seen three the other day actually yeah i assume i assume you're seeing them with cubs now which makes it a little bit more interesting right you know, these three that I saw, Marvin, up in the valley, there was one male. He was pushing 300 plus, and then there was two smaller ones. Uh, there was no cubs. But, uh, you know, the smaller ones looked to be a couple of years old. But uh, that one, that male was pretty impressive, actually. He, he, was, a, he was a stud, and he knew it. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, so what are you seeing on the water if it's kind of warming up and we're getting into kind of that dog day pattern in the Smokies? Yeah, definitely. My advice to everybody is, you know, fish early. Uh, be out there at first light. Don't be afraid to hit a trail somewhere. Get some good canopy cover. And if and when you do that, you're going to have fish activity. As far as your particular flies that you should be thinking about fishing, you know, terrestrials, that's kind of the name of the game right now. Uh, you know, parachute ants, uh, you know, Japanese beetles, inchworms. Those are great options for you. Yellow stimulators. Orange hasn't really kicked in yet, but I think it's going to here in the next two weeks. We're right in that window where some orange palmers and some orange caddis and orange stimulators will start producing some fish for you. Uh, the subsurface bite is kind of where it's at some days. The little uh, zebra midges had been the thing, but they've kind of turned off, and they're on this little top-secret midge, uh, and they have to be small. They have to be in that 22 to size 24 unweighted girdle bugs is another good one there and my little piece of advice is is when you're drifting a dry dropper if you don't set the hook at the end of your run you're going to miss some fish because you're nonchalantly just going to pick up the recast and you're going to have a fish on uh, the bite has been very 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 subtle and i relate that to a little bit more of the warmer water and the, the fish are not using as much metabolism to go get those bugs that they're looking for yeah, that's interesting, too. It's kind of like the comp guys always give a little bit of hook set at the end of the drift. It'd be very similar. And I think at the end of the day, we all should be doing it anyway. You know, it, it could be, it's like, you know, found money sometimes. It could be a found fish. Yeah, as long as you uh, don't give it a good yank and uh, send that fish out into center field, it's always just a way to set up your back cast, right? Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> and I guess one thing for folks, too, with those super itty-bitty bugs, um, you know, to help on the hook set is to just offset um, the point a little bit from the shank of the hook will help that thing dig into the corner of a fish's mouth. 
That's very true. And the, the other thing that I like to do is I like to use a tungsten putty. And I, I like to really dial it in with that putty. And if you've never used it, we, we have it here at the shop and it works really great. But you can really micro dial in a little bit of weight because you want natural movement on those subsurface bugs. And I think we often get lost and get caught up in the fact it's got to be on the bottom. It's got to be on the bottom. That's not always the case. I mean, you know, those bugs move up and down that water column. And they're in different life cycles, uh, you know, where they're at a the particular time. And those fish are keying in on that movement. So if you're constantly on the bottom, you could be selling yourself short this time of year. Um, unweighted. I, I mean, I think that's key. Any, a lot of the stuff you should do right now under the water, uh, unweighted and, and small. And position any weight you would do so those bugs kind of have some free movement to look very, very natural. Got it. And do you like to go all putty or do you take shot for kind of the lightest level of weight you want to use all day and then just add tungsten around that piece of split shot to kind of dial things in? I'm not a split shot guy. I am a tungsten putty guy. Uh, And the reason for that is, is number one, I can reuse it. Uh, Number two is it's not damaging my tippet. And most importantly, I feel like I can get dialed in and where I need to be with it. Uh, it costs a little bit more up front, out of pocket expense, but over time, it actually is a money saver. And I feel like you can really dial in where you need to be with that. Got it. And we've got a question for you, Shannon, and it's about terrestrials, but it's about terrestrials at higher elevations. And if you're seeing terrestrials high, and if so, do you need to kind of tinker with the patterns that you just suggested to folks? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I've, I'm a huge advocate of terrestrials. Um, you know, one of our podcasts, we actually talked about terrestrials, Marvin, one of our tuck casts with a splash of bourbon. And, and terrestrials is a fly that you could you can go with all summer, all the way in the fall, as long as we've not had a frost and maybe a little bit past beyond the frost. Ants, my, my favorite one to fish is a little parachute ant, dry fly version. Uh, kind of what I've modified a little bit. Uh, it's a combination of a red body with a black body. It is dubbing. It's not red. Uh, has a little bit of the, um, uh, you know, white parachute paste on it, polypropylene, and a little bit of hackle on it. And I tied that like in a size 14 or a 12. That works really well for me. Another one would be similar to kind of a little micro chubby, but it would be more along the lines of a royal wolf type color wave on it so imagine a little bit of peacock a little bit of red a little bit of peacock with a little rubber leg on it that does really well for me as well um but you you know you can do chubbies but i will tell you really pay attention to the body color and think about what it looks like when it gets wet Um, if you're kind of missing that a little bit the fish may not key in on those guys but the other thing i will preach and i'll preach on my soapbox is you got to be using a leader that you can turn that fly over. So if that fly is bigger and has a bigger profile, don't be afraid of 4X. I'm fishing 4X to my dry fly. And then from my dry fly down to maybe a nymph, or if I'm fishing a real small dry, I will downsize that. But for my first one right there, I'm usually using a 4X, you know, leader tippet combination. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people get kind of caught up in going small, and it's really just be more focused on getting a good drift. And if you do that, you can use heavier tippet. You, you can. And, and if it would be like, um, you know, if we grabbed a hold of a rope and we try to just like flip it and it had something heavy on the end of it, it just wouldn't do it. But if you had something that was a lot stiffer, you're more likely to pick that up and move it. If you use tippet that's not strong enough 
to turn that fly over, your cast really suffers. And then actually over time, you're going to start to twist that fin tippet and it's going to look really bad and you're going to get awful drift and it's doing more damage than it is good. Yeah. And a knot or two along the way too. <laughs> uh, just, just gnarly, man. It's just super gnarly. You know, inchworms is another good one too. Inchworms are hanging. So if you're pretty proficient at bow casting, then certainly that can be fantastic. Couple an inchworm with maybe a, you know, a girdle bug subsurface. Um, you know, that would work or a hard body ant, Japanese beetle, anything like that in a small creeks, little bow cast that can be real productive too. And it's super fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, folks, we love questions at the articulate fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and we will enter you into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And, you know, hopefully, Shannon, it stopped raining so you can head home uh, from the shop. But before I let you hop, why don't you let folks know the location of all three of your shops and hours and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, I thank you. The plural, you know, first off, the phone number is 828-488-3333. And that will get you to all three locations. Um, there's a prompt if you want to talk to each, you know, one in particular there. Just follow that. Where we started the home base years ago, 3 Depot Street, Bryson City. That's right across from the train depot. Uh, your next one is 530 West Main Street, Silva. And then over in Waynesville, 110 Depot Street. And landmark-wise, it's kind of down below the courthouse and below what you're talking Got it. Well, listen, folks, you know, even though it's starting to warm up, if you kind of take your thermometer and either go high to fish all day or, you know, temp it out and kind of quit when the water gets up to about 67, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Shannon. Tight lines, Marvin. <laughs>